Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't we clap our hands to the Lord? Let's give the Lord praise. We love you, Jesus. We honor you, Lord. We exalt you and we thank you for this day. Lord, you are a mighty God and you are worthy of all the praise and all the glory. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. I am so thankful again to be able to join together with you in your homes by way of video. I'm going to invite you to grab your Bibles and turn to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 29. Jeremiah chapter 29. And as you turn there, I do want to just make a few announcements and uh, give some acknowledgments. Uh, first and foremost, this Sunday uh, is Mother's Day. And uh, maybe some of the kids or husbands watching right now, they're like, oh yeah. Well, we definitely want to remind you that uh, this Sunday is Mother's Day and our mothers are definitely worthy of honor and we want, uh, we want to let them know that. We do have some uh, special gifts that have been uh, prepared by my wife that we will be giving out and we will give some more instructions on how those will be shared with all of our moms. Um, as we get closer to Sunday, we'll be sharing that in our email, sharing that in text message and communications that we have coming up. Uh, but again, some details are just coming together for that and we want to be sure before we do it. Uh, we, we had some ideas. Uh, one of the ideas was to have a drive-in service. I know that there's been a couple people ask about that, about whether or not we could have a drive-in service there at the Nazarene Church in the parking lot. Unfortunately, at this time, that is uh, not allowed or uh, we're not able to do that. We did talk to the pastor of the Nazarene Church, and uh, for reasons really beyond his control, uh, that's not going to be permitted for us to do that at this time. But we are looking for alternative ways uh, to worship together throughout the coming weeks while we are still here in Illinois in our shelter-in-place order. And if you could just be praying together uh, with your pastor and with our church leadership that the Lord uh, would just guide us through the weeks that are to come. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, and you don't have to turn there. I know you're already opened up in your Bible to Jeremiah 29, but I just want to mention these verses. The Bible says, Rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I know in uh, past videos, uh, I've given thanks to certain people who I will mention here, but I just want to go down a list and say a very special thank you and acknowledgement to uh, some folks that are making, helping make ministry happen through the Refuge Church and to the Refuge Body and those that have been tuning in for our services. Uh, Sister Chris Cheek and Sister Jody Anikin, they have been producing our Sunday school video lessons and also um, for our kids every Sunday, along with sending out activity packets to our refuge kids that are mailed out twice every week for our Thursday Kids Church and our Sunday school. Or Sister Jody, she has had some help, some Refuge Kids help with puppets and with songs, and we want to make mention of them. Some of them you were able to see, some of them not. Uh, you were not able to see, but Colton and Fallon and Iken, uh, Sophie, Abby and Joe Tapia, Jonathan and Sophia Brown, Santiago Diaz, Sophie Cheek, 
And uh, she hopes to have more Refuge Kids help in the future. And we appreciate that. Of course, we want to do so as parents feel comfortable in allowing their kids to participate in this manner. Sister Rosie uh, Monson and Sister Leslie, they have been hosting Sunday school classes since this all began. I don't know if they've missed a Sunday, uh, but every Sunday at 2 p.m., our junior high Sunday school class has been meeting by way of video call, and we are thankful for that. Also, Sister Holly Haynes and Brother Christopher Walker, in the past, I think it's been three weeks now, the past three Sundays, they've been hosting their class as well uh, through a Zoom video call for our senior high students. Brother Alex Perry has been hosting our youth church uh, Zoom call each Thursday night at 8 p.m., and tonight will be no exception to that. He looks forward to meeting with our young people tonight at 8 o'clock. We also thank the Monson family for helping provide us with Spanish translation. And even though primarily the voice of Brother Eric Monson is being heard through our translation, Sister Rosie has had to step in a few times to translate, and also Brother Nathaniel, their son, has helped coordinate and to help make this happen. Our worship team members, Sister Leslie, Sister Ashley Hill, uh, my wife, Brother Misael Diaz, all led by our Refuge Minister of Music, Sister Courtney Medina. I sincerely thank this group of individuals led by Sister Courtney and providing us songs that we could worship to in our homes and leading us into the very presence of God. I also want to make mention that Brother Misael Diaz has gone above and beyond in helping us with the technical side of things, providing and setting us up with uh, hardware and equipment, along with video and sound editing for our worship songs. And no doubt, Sister Melissa Diaz has helped as well, working alongside him. So we give a shout out to both of them. And then my wife and brother Christopher Walker have been providing our adult Sunday school lessons, though these are not videoed. They are audio recorded and put onto our podcast channels. I want to thank the Refuge Church members that have consistently stayed current with our service videos, and some of them have been even consistent with the very time, uh, seven o'clock on Thursdays and and ten thir or excuse me ten o'clock on Sundays. I'm getting a little mixed up in my mind because at ten thirty we've been having our neighborhood worship service and that's still going well. But thank you, Refuge members that have been staying current with our services and also precious members of the Refuge that have consistently and faithfully contributed their tithes and their offerings during this time when it's not as convenient to do so. It's uh, sometimes, you know, things could be out of sight, therefore out of mind, but you all have been faithful in giving, and I thank the Lord for your giving and sacrifice. And also, thank you to all those that joined together in our 30 days of prayer and fasting. I know not much was said in our services or our videos during uh, the length of those 30 days of prayer and fasting, except for the beginning when we launched it. But many of you, in fact, 33, 33 refuge members responded by completing the form and making a commitment uh, to those 30 days of prayer and fasting that concluded, I believe it was uh, this past Monday, I want to say Monday or Tuesday. But again, we're so thankful for all of those that have participated in that. Also to all of you that uh, are helping us in our attendance that we launched last Thursday, we ask you uh, to text our church phone number, 
309-786-3001. Again, that's 309-786-3001. Text the word HERE along with the number of people watching with you. Uh, to that church phone number. And that's the way that we are taking attendance during this time and uh, helping create that that culture of accountability among our refuge members. Thank you to all of you that have allowed us to come into your homes by way of video and also those of you that have allowed us to come and capture a video of you and or your family in a brief video where you got to say hi to the Refuge Church family. I know that a lot of people have been telling me how much they appreciate just those short video clips at the beginning of our services where they get to see their church family and uh, their smiling faces. Well, I've held you there long enough. We're going to now read from Jeremiah chapter 29, Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 1 through 14. Bear with me as we read these scriptures. The Bible says, Now these are the words of the letter that Jeremiah the prophet sent from Jerusalem unto the residue of the elders which were carried away captives, and to the priests, and to the prophets, and to all the people whom Nebuchadnezzar had carried away captive from Jerusalem to Babylon. After Jeconiah the king and the queen and the eunuchs and the princes of Judah and Jerusalem and the carpenters and the smiths were departed from Jerusalem by the hand of Elisa, the son of Shaphan and Jeremiah, the son of Helkiah, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, sent unto Babylon to Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, unto all that are carried away captives, whom I have caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon. Build ye houses, and dwell in them, and plant gardens, and eat the fruit of those gardens. Take ye wives, and beget sons and daughters, and take wives for your sons, and give your daughters to husbands, that they may bear sons and and daughters, that ye may be increased there and not diminished." And seek the peace of the city, whether I have caused you to be carried away captives, and pray unto the Lord for it, for in the peace thereof shall ye have peace. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not your prophets and your diviners that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken to your dreams which ye have caused to be dreamed. For they prophesy falsely unto you in my name. I have not sent them, saith the Lord." For thus saith the Lord, that after 70 years be accomplished at Babylon, I will visit you and perform my good word toward you, and causing you to return to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you." And ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord. I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you again into the place whence I cause you to be carried away captive. And everybody say amen to the reading of the word of the Lord. I'm going to ask you to pray with me. I believe that the Lord 
wants to speak to the Refuge Church tonight from this passage of Scripture, and let's have our hearts opened up to receive it. Would you pray with me right now? Lord, we love you, and we thank you so much for this day. Thank you, oh Lord, for your how, uh, for, for your, your church. Thank you for your people. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit. I'm asking, Lord, that your spirit be stirred within my soul and lead me, Lord, to speak to your people the word that you have prepared for their hearts. And let us, Lord, have our hearts opened up to receiving the word. Open up our understanding to understand your scriptures. Oh Lord, we are careful to give you all thanks and glory for we know that every good and perfect gift comes from above. We love you and we give your name praise in Jesus name. Amen. Everybody say amen. Again, why don't we clap our hands to the Lord and give him praise. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We honor you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. All right. So here we find a prophecy in the book of Jeremiah to the people of Jerusalem and of Judah. And he tells them to build houses and to live in them, to plant vineyards and to eat the fruit of them, to to get married, to have children, for your children to get married and have children. He says, so that you might increase even in your captivity, to increase. You see, the prophecy instructed the people to have a patient acceptance of their present state of things. That even though they had been carried away into captivity as prisoners of Babylon, they have been carried out of Jerusalem into Babylonian captivity. This prophecy was, number one, it was to tell them, listen, just go ahead and settle in and be patient with where you are. Live where you are. Secondly, the prophecy tells us that these captives of circumstance were not restricted from being resourceful. Not only realize that you're going to be where you are for a while, but learn to start being resourceful with what you have. Commentary on this portion of scripture from Barnes Notes on the Bible says this, as the exile was God's doing for their good, they were to make the best of their position and acquire wealth and influence. Whereas if they were always restlessly looking out for the opportunity of returning home, they would rapidly, the commentator says, they would rapidly fall into poverty and dwindle away. In other words, if the people will only sit and pine, restlessly looking for the opportunity to return home. They would quickly fall victim of poverty and waste away. I've come with a simple message and I'm sure that it sounds a bit like an echo of previous messages, but I know what the Lord has moved on my heart to share with the church. And so I share it. Don't waste this season. Make the best of this season and do what you can where you are with what you have. Do what you can with what you have where you are. There were 
false prophets. If you read the context and you study the story that we find ourselves in there in Jeremiah 29, we will find that there were false prophets leading up to their captivity and even into their captivity. Leading up to it, you see, God had warned his people that if you continue to steer away from me, if you continue to do what you very well please to do, even though it's contrary to my word, there will be consequences for your actions. And he said that you, if you continue in these things, that you will be carried away captives, that I will take down the hedge of protection that I have had all around you for all of these years, and you will be carried away as prisoners to a heathen nation. Of course, they didn't listen because they were they would rather listen to false prophets, uh, messengers that weren't sent by God, messengers that spoke messages to the people that the people wanted to hear. Be careful. Be careful that we don't only seek out preaching or teaching of what we want to hear. We need to hear a word from the Lord, whether it's convenient or convicting. And uh, these people of Judah, they were seeking out these false prophets who would say, there's only peace. Don't worry. Just keep on living how you've been living. There's no sudden destruction coming. There's only peace. Of course, we find their words to be false and the people were carried away by Babylon. And again, those false prophets persisted and they would tell the people, listen, we're going to get out of this quickly. It's going to all be over soon. And, and, and don't, don't settle. Just don't worry. There's salvation coming. And, and, and listen, God's going to do a quick work and, and we're going to get out of this predicament. We're going to get out of this situation so quickly. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> now that sounds like a good message to listen to. In fact, that's that sounds like the kind of message I would like to hear right now. Listen, church, we're going to get out of this. It's going to happen. It's going to be a quick work. This, this whole quarantine and shelter in place, it's going to be behind us in no time. But that wasn't the case for Judah. That wasn't what God wanted to communicate to them because what that message inspired the people to do was to essentially sit on their hands and wait for their salvation. Sure, they were, they were sore about their situation. They were upset about their circumstance. But when they were hearing that kind of message from false prophets, it gave them a false sense of hope that said, you know what? Man, this is going to be over in no time. We might as well not even unpack our bags. We're going to get out of here. God's going to deliver us. But that wasn't the message God wanted them to hear. In fact, the message that God wanted for them came from Jeremiah. And Jeremiah's message says, listen, people, you've got to go ahead and start building some houses. You've got to go ahead and start planting some gardens. You need to go ahead and get married and have kids and your kids are going to grow up and they need to get married and they need to have kids because it is God's will for you to grow during this season. Even though this is foreign fields, even this is a foreign land, even though this is not your home country, even though this is not normal or what you're used to as normal, he said, I want you to grow through this. And there were examples that we find in scripture of people that did grow through it. You could read the book of Daniel and you see Daniel and his three comrades, Azariah, Mishael, and Hananiah, better known as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
those three Hebrew boys that, uh, that de defied the king and were thrown into the fiery furnace, we find that these four were also prisoners of Babylon. These four were captives in a foreign land. But we find that especially Daniel, Daniel rose to a great place uh, of prominence, of, of favor in, a, in the eyes of a pagan king. Why? Because he knew how to be patient in his circumstance and grow through it instead of simply go through it. I know that that sounds cliche and many of you have heard me or have even received a text from me with those very words that I'm convinced that we are to grow through this season and not merely go through it. And that's essentially the message from the Lord for the Refuge Church tonight, just as it was from Jeremiah to the people of Judah. People of God, we are to grow through this season. We are to build, we are to plant, we are to increase. And furthermore, he says you are to seek peace for your circumstance. Because if your, if the, your captors, the Babylonians, if they have peace, guess who else has peace? You have peace. And so let me just quickly hit on these four points very quickly. Jeremiah told the people to build, to plant, to increase, and to seek peace. To build, to plant, to increase, and to seek peace. Number one. I believe that the Lord would like us to build through this season. Now, maybe the first thing that goes through your mind is build a church, uh, build our future home, our facilities. And yes, we, we are moving forward with that. In fact, I have a, a meeting early tomorrow morning with our architect, and I had a meeting yesterday with our civil engineer, and plans are coming together, and it is very exciting. And the message that we heard this past Sunday from Brother Christopher Walker, our assistant pastor, my goodness, I it, it so touched my heart. It moved me to prayer and to tears, and I'm thankful because I believe that this church is going to build, amen, a building to the glory of the name of the Lord. But even beyond building facilities that we will be able to minister to the body and reach the lost from and more effectively out of, I believe that this applies to each and every individual that is listening to this message it is the message of the Lord for you to build in this season. Wherever you find yourself, whatever you feel surrounded by, however overwhelmed you might feel, it is time to take the resources that are within arm's reach and begin to build to build. That means to construct. That means to use the resources provided in this circumstance, perhaps resources that otherwise would not have been available to you before. Maybe you've got more time than you have before. I'll even go as far to say this. I know that probably many of you that are watching this video uh, found yourselves receiving some income that you didn't expect through way of a stimulus check. And, and, and you have resources. You have certain things that you have available to you right now that perhaps at no other time were available to you. And instead of just sitting on your hands and waiting for us to get out of this and back to normal, why don't you go ahead and find those resources and begin to construct something for the glory of God and for the good of your heart and your house. So use the resources you have to build and live 
in that house. Secondly, he called the people to plant, to sow seed, to reap harvest and enjoy the fruit thereof. Now, you don't have to be a rocket scientist or even a someone that studies uh, plants to know this. You can't eat fruit from a plant you did not sow seed for. You've got to sow the seed first to see the plant grow and to enjoy the fruit thereof. And uh, I believe that this could be applied or should be applied to each of us spiritually as well as in some form figuratively in just our everyday lives. We need to plant. We need to plant. Listen, we we may not be able to join together. It, 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 right now, you can't invite someone to church, so to say, as we have been accustomed to before, where you ask someone to go to service with you on Sunday in one building at one place. But you know what? You can invite someone to watch one of these videos. We have, uh, though we have purposely and intentionally shared them in a private Facebook page, we have also purposely and intentionally not set the uh, not set the videos in such a private uh, setting in our YouTube channel that you can't share them. And it may not be you necessarily sharing it to your Facebook page or social media post, but maybe it's through a text message. Maybe it's inviting someone that maybe there's a message that has been preached or a service that we have had where you say, you know what, I know someone, I have someone in mind that doesn't go to church or doesn't go to a church that preaches truth, that this particular message would minister unto them. But even beyond inviting people to a figurative church by way of video, I believe it's the will of God for you to pick up a Bible study, to teach someone what you know about the word of God. You may feel intimidated because you don't have a hundred scriptures memorized and you don't know Genesis to Revelation and you can't explain what end times look like from the book of Revelation and maybe you you don't you feel inadequate in explaining certain scriptures and you're afraid of the questions that they might ask but I would encourage you to find someone and share with them what you do know share with them your testimony share your experience because this is what I do know there are people right now that do not have a relationship with God and they are hungry and they are looking for someone to shine a little bit of light in their dark, dark world. And so would you be that light? Would you sow the seed of God's word in someone else's life? Maybe it's a family member or a relative. Maybe it's a coworker or a neighbor, but God wants to use you to not simply go through this season, but to grow through it and to see you plant some seed. Thirdly, I believe it's the will of God for us to increase, increase. He said, listen, get married, have kids, let your kids grow up and have kids. What's he communicating here? Well, let me say this, that the false prophets were saying, we're going to get out of this so quick. Don't even unpack your bags. Jeremiah, on the other hand, he was straightforward. He says, we're going to be in this for a while. It's going to be 70 years. That's enough time, you know, for you young men to get up and you know, grow up and get married and have kids of your own and your kids are going to grow up and they're going to have kids. What's my point here? My point is this. Now, believe me, I I, I, I should uh, hope that we're not in this situation for 70 years. We're going to have to find a different way to have services than we're, we're doing now. And, and, and that may be the case. But uh, you know what? I'm not going to allow the restrictions 
to keep me from using resources to see increase. It is the will of God for this church to increase. Now, I know this goes hand in hand with what I just talked about planting and sowing seed. But I believe it's the will of God for when we come back together, whenever that is, whether it's June or July or whatever that looks like. It may not look like us all just having church like we used to have church. I don't know what it looks like. God knows. And he's not afraid. And his church is not in trouble. But I do believe that through this, that we ought to grow and we ought to increase, increase our understanding of the word of God, increase our prayer lives, add to your faith, learn how to worship God right there in the confines of your home, that though you may physically be confined, your worship and your faith doesn't have to be. Have kids. I'm not talking about biologically or physically. I'm talking about have kids. Invest in the future. I know as a parent that sometimes it is easy to fall into the trap of shouldering or not shouldering, but pushing the responsibility of the development and the training of our kids onto our school system, our Sunday school teachers, the pastor, our kids' church workers, the church. I know as a parent that sometimes it's easier just to kind of shift the responsibility over to them, but nowhere in the Bible do we find that the parental responsibility is to be carried by those outside the home. But it is your responsibility as a parent, for the parents that are watching that have kids at home, it is our responsibility to train up our children in the way that they should go. And the fourth thing that Jeremiah said is seek peace. He said, essentially, pray for peace in your circumstance and the people that are your captors. Pray for peace. What he's saying is, if Babylon has peace, you will also have peace. We ought to pray for our communities. We ought to pray for our governors. We ought to pray for our, our federal uh, leaders, our, our president, the administration that he's leading. We ought to pray for peace in our nation, in our states, in our cities. We ought to pray. We ought not to be the ones that are looking to cause problems, if I could say it that way, or, or the ones that... that you know, we're so quick to take up arms. Listen, sure, there, there, might, there may be some of, of our rights that are being infringed on during this time. But I believe that we as citizens of heaven, we have a higher calling. That we can look around and say, you know what? This is all to work for God's glory. God's going to work this together for good. God, control has not been taken out of God's hands. He's still on the throne and the church is advancing and there are souls to reach and we have a job to do. And we could be sidetracked by a lot of things, but I believe we need to keep our eyes on what truly matters. Those things which are eternal. Those things which are eternal. I, uh, I want to close this service. I haven't spoken, I don't believe for very long, I need a clock on the back wall. I don't know why I haven't put one back there yet. Uh, but I want to close this service and, and just ask you to pray together with me that the Lord would open our eyes as we've, we've never had before to see the opportunities in the crisis, 
to see the souls that we are to reach. Study the Word of God. Don't just go through this. Let's grow through it. Let's be what God has called us to be. Let's be the church. <laughs> I'm convinced that there are some lessons that we are to learn through, through all of this circumstance. And maybe the quicker we learn those lessons, maybe the quicker we'll get on to the other side. Let's have revival right now. Let's reach the lost. When we get back together, there's going to be some new faces. And the saints of God are going to be stronger than they were when we went into this. I'm convinced of it. Would you bow your heads and let's pray together. Father, we love you. Thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, your kindness, your goodness. Thank you for your long suffering. Thank you for waking us up this morning. And each day that we awake to, Lord, you have purpose in that day. You have a plan for our lives. Have your way even right now. Lord, we love you, honor you, and worship you. Hallelujah. If there are any, Lord, that need to repent of their sins, let us not wait till tomorrow. Oh, Lord, there are sins that perhaps we need to repent of that are not just things that we've done that we should not have done, but, Lord, things we should not have done. Oh, Lord, things that we should have done that we did not do, sins of omission. I pray, oh, Lord, that you would lead us, Lord, as we need to lead our homes and we need to lead our church. Let us lead one another in revival. Let us be thankful in all things. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning us. God, we lift our hands, we lift our voice, and we give you praise. For you alone are worthy, Jesus. You alone are worthy. Church family, the message of the new birth needs to get out. We need to tell people they need to be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of their sins. We need to tell people that there is a gift and a promise of the Father, which is the Holy Ghost that is initially evident by the speaking of other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. We need to let people know that there is one God and His name is Jesus. Oh, we love you, Lord. In closing, why don't we clap our hands and again, let's give God praise. He's an awesome God and he is wanting to do mighty and incredible things through his church. We love you, Lord. We honor you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, church family. We love you. Amen. Let's continue to move forward in the name of the Lord.